In 2009, professional sport climber David Lama declared that he would summit the great mountain in Patagonia called Cerro Torre. Known around the world as one of the most difficult alpine ascents, Lama proposed to make the climb up the 3,128-meter spire via the infamous and highly controversial compressor route. But unlike those who had successfully reached the top before him, this young athlete, then only 19 years old, planned to climb using just the rock's natural features and aided by bolts and ropes only for protection in case of a fall, a technique known as free climbing. But veteran Patagonia climbers like Jim Bridwell believed that free climbing Cerro Torre was impossible. You will not climb the Cerro Torre free. Period. Done. I've been there a number of times. It's a challenging place to climb. haven't got a snowball's chance in hell. But undeterred by skeptics, Lama would spend the next three years in pursuit of his goal. Having achieved a free climb ascent to the summit in 2012, his story is now the subject of a new film that premiered at the 2014 Banff Mountain Film Festival called Serratore. A Snowball's Chance in Hell. I'm James Edward Mills, and you're listening to The Joy Trip Project. David Lama, welcome to the Joy Trip Project. Hi, thanks. You know, I'm really curious to get an understanding as to how you ultimately decided to go to Cerro Torre, at least to establish a career in mountaineering after having such a long sport climbing career. What made you decide to climb Cerro Torre? Well, I think in 2008, at the end of 2008, when I was still a competition climber and climbing in the World Cup circuit, I made a trip or a small expedition to the Cuachamo Valley in Chile. I went there together with a couple of friends of mine and we did some first ascents there and on one of those rest days we were just sitting in like this refugio and there was this old wrinkled kind of magazine that I was like looking through and there was like this photo of Cerro Torres Hadwall and uh, of course I knew Cerro Torre already before that like the mountain itself but I had no intentions in climbing it before, but then when I was looking at this photo, I think I, from the first moment, I had this idea to free climb it. I was wondering, why has nobody free climbed it? There must be some features where you can pull yourself up, and that's how I came up with the idea, and then in 2009, went down for my very first year to Patagonia. 
that's actually pretty remarkable because, again, that's a pretty big leap to go from basic mountaineering to something as ambitious as sport climbing on a route like Saratora because your intention was to, to climb it free. And even guys like Jim Bridwell, who successfully climbed it in an alpine style, have said it's impossible to climb Saratora. What about Saratora in particular was it that made you decide that this was something that you wanted to, to take on? Well, it was maybe stepping out of my comfort zone in some ways. As well, it was like this this big kind of goal where I, from the start, already knew that I would have to go above my limits, like push my limits, develop myself, become more an alpinist. But only over the three years that I spent in Patagonia to free climb Saratora, I, I became to understand what it really would take. Saratora is also is a very controversial mountain, going all the way back to the, the first alpine ascent in 1970. I mean, there's always been some question as to whether or not it could be climbed. And then they put, you know, yesterday put up the, the compressor route. Did that have anything to do with your decision to climb this particular mountain? Did that factor in at all? You know, I think the, the history of a mountain can can add to its allure. Like, if we, if we look at mountains... Well, we the humans like give them give them attributes, like uh, we say it's a beautiful mountain, or we say it's a nice mountain, or we say it's it's an impossible mountain. And this, well, we we're not gonna try a, a not a beautiful mountain, but we're like definitely, or I'm definitely interested in climbing mountains that are considered impossible and beautiful and difficult and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then there is of course a history, and as you said, the history of of Cerro Torre is. It's definitely something, some kind of a myth already, um, and this this also adds in some ways to the allure to climb such a mountain. Even Reinhold Messner had suggested that there was some difficulty in climbing a mountain like Saratora. In fact, in the film, he says you want to do the first free ascent of the 1970 Miesta route. You don't need a film crew and you don't need a camera. You just do it, and if you succeed, you succeed. In the film, we'll see you start from the bottom and finish on the top. Fantastic. We'll all applaud that. But it has nothing to do with reality. Don't you think that the film crew and the guys from Red Bull are taking advantage of you on Saratori? What's your response to Reinhold's question about whether or not you're being taken advantage of? Well, I think the the film answers this kind of question, so I would recommend to go outside and, and watch a film. But uh, no, I don't feel like I, I'm taking advantage from, from any of my sponsors. It's a, it's a give-and-take situation. And uh, of course, I, I could have free-climbed territory also without a film crew that documents my ascent. But that's like a, a choice that you have to take it from the very beginning on. And uh, I decided, okay, territory that's a project that I want to have documented. And I offered this chance to Red Bull to document my ascent. So... They were, they were psyched. That was basically the start of the film project then. You had mentioned in your talk the other night that Reinhold Messer has had a chance to see this film, and he suggests that there's some scenes in it that were made up. Yeah. And you deny that. And, and frankly, looking at the film, I, I completely believe that. Do you have many detractors? I mean, because there's a lot of people who look at you rather controversially when it comes to Saratori in, in the past, and this is your third attempt, and there's always been this cloud of controversy. What do you say to your detractors that are criticizing your methods, your process of, of climbing a mountain like Saratori? 
as I said, it's a decision that you have to take from the very beginning on. Am I going to document my climb or not? And uh, of course, a documentary in, in some ways changes a climb as well. But what we did on Cerro Torre and with our documentary is really telling the story the way it should be told, like not adding any like artificial flavors to it to like pop it up or, or anything. We told the story the way it is and uh, I think that it became a, a documentary, a, a really pure documentary because there is really no, no fake scene and anything like that. So that's why I think all the people who watch the film suddenly understand the, the difficulties I had and why I was approaching things maybe at first in a wrong way and in the end pulled it off in a pure and good style. Something that you actually say in the film I found very telling in that you said that you've gone from a sport climber to an alpine climber or an alpinist. How did that transition happen and what does the difference mean to you? Well, for me that has been the, the most significant change probably in my life and even like these, these three years that I spent in Patagonia were probably the most meaningful three years of my whole life like they changed me as I said from a sport climber to an alpinist and for me this has to do a lot with like your your mindset your approach towards towards mountains well sport climbing is really mostly about the grades and it's pretty simple there is certain rules like uh, you pull yourself up not on the bolts and that kind of stuff but you use the natural features so there's only free climbing allowed for for sport climbing whereas in alpinism it's about getting from the bottom of the face to the summit and you you gotta find your own kind of style in in climbing this mountain and have to to feel confident that your style that you've chosen is a is the right style is a perfect style maybe and uh, to to find this style Saratora helped me a lot what can you tell me about your thoughts regarding Hayden Kennedy and his having cut the bolts off the compressor route? How did that affect your interest in climbing Serratore? Well, Hayden and, and Jason, who was his climbing partner on that climb, the two, I, I met them in Chaltan, and uh, I met Hayden at his place. So Hayden, I, I would really call him a good guy and a, a friend of mine um, in some ways. Well, I, I like Hayden. But uh, the action of chopping the bolts, I don't think it was it was a very smart thing to do. It was bold. That's that's the best word I can I can find for for this action. But I have to say I I make a difference between the action and the result. That's for me the best way how I can deal with that happening down in Patagonia in 2012, because the result is something that I would absolutely call good. It it doesn't erase history. But still, it changed the mountain to what it actually stands for and what it really should look like. So it, it's cleaner now and it's, it's more beautiful, I would say. So now that you've become an alpinist, I'm curious, and I'm sure a lot of people are curious as well, what are your aspirations now? The last two years, I tried this project in Pakistan. So this summer, we went there again and we didn't succeed again. So the uh, second year in a row. It's a project that I would really love to do. It's climbing up this peak called Mashabrum. Um, it's about 7,800 meters high. 
and uh, it has one of the world's biggest faces I think it's more than 3,000 meters high and has never seen an ascent so we would love to do the first ascent of this mountain and, or of this this face and uh, this is again something that most people consider impossible because it's just so big and so difficult that it's it's hardly imaginable but me and my partners we kind of can imagine it being climbable and uh, that's why we try it again definitely well, it sounds like you've got a long career ahead of you because you're a young guy. I mean, how old are you? 24. Okay. So you've got many, many years of climbing ahead of you. I mean, what, what's your ultimate aspiration? I mean, what, what is the, the, the biggest goal for you long term to be a mountaineer going into the future? I mean, Mashaproom at the moment is really the most difficult climb I can imagine being possible. So we'll see what will come afterwards but what I what I would say is the ultimate goal is to enjoy climbing also and mountaineering also when I'm older. And you know one last question I'm curious um, do you have a name for your route on Saratari now? <laughs> no no there is no need for names if people want to call it free climb variation of the compressor route I'm fine with that if people want to don't want to call it anything then I'm fine with that as well I mean the the thing that I care about is that now the the line is there and it's visible for people and that's what what really matters it's this idea that I had in mind that I was able to transfer to reality and uh, that's a beautiful thing when it comes to climbing well David Lama thank you very much for your time it was a pleasure talking to you thanks Cerro Torre, A Snowball's Chance in Hell. It's a production of Red Bull Media House. You can learn more about David Lama and his epic ascent online at cerrotorre-movie.com. For the Joycher Project, this is James Edward Mills. The theme music is from Jake Shimobukuro. This edition of the Joycher Project is made possible thanks to the generous support of the Banff Mountain Film and Book Festival at the Banff Center inspiring creativity. You can support future episodes of the Joy Trip Project through our crowdsourcing website at patreon.com. For as little as a dollar a month, just 12 bucks a year, you can keep the Joy Trip Project on the road. To find out how, just visit patreon.com slash joytripproject. For now, go be joyful. And until next time, take care.